Howdy and welcome to the Bonanza Boys. This is episode 13 of season 2. I'm your co-host and commissioner, Manager Steele, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Manager Matt. How you doing? Doing well, Steele. Taking a little break. We're going to wrap uh, two weeks into one here, but I'm um, excited to be back and get these uh, matchup results to the listeners. Yeah, we fell into the classic, oh, we got plenty of time to do it on a double week, and uh, then we didn't do it at all. So uh, <laughs> we'll hop right into uh, the first matchup of week 16. Yeah, so uh, I'll let you take a moment of silence for this one. This was a very uh, tough loss for Manager Steele versus uh, Manager Matt T. So this is Nelly Spaghetti versus Stash, Stash Poppy. Um, and it, this is we're getting close to must-win territory for you to sneak into the playoffs. Um, we'll have to do like a playoff picture recap maybe in the next week or two. But uh, Matt T really put a stamp on this one um it was eight to four but it was pretty emphatic he had a really strong offensive week and that led to him being number one in the prize banana rankings this week at 11 and 0 and i feel like this happened has happened a couple of times to you but your bad luck continues as you were number two in the prize banana and still lost so that is really tough to swallow yeah i have a few a few ones like that but uh, i guess that's just how the cookie crumbles uh, yeah, I think about Friday, all I was trying for was the tie here, if I could flip two of those categories, uh, but it just never happened. I, uh, but uh, or I guess, what, what would that have been, two Fridays ago, um, to get that tie that I think you, you called for. But looking at manager Matt T's team here, uh, led the way by Mr. Matthews, seven goals, three assists, plus six, three power play points, 30 shots on goal, 55 face-off wins, and three hits and three blocks each. Uh, I think he had a massive night uh, on the first one, uh, and then he just kept on chugging away. And then his Pittsburgh Penguin boys here, Gensel and Rust, just absolutely uh, had a great week here. Six goals, they combined for six goals, eight assists, plus six, seven power play points, 35 shots on goal, seven hits and blocks apiece. Wheeler and Backland had six more points each. And Yari and uh, Hellebuck combined for six games started, three wins, a 263 and a 925. So a uh, bunch of strong performers on the prize banana team as expected. Yeah, and that's what exactly leads him to be number one in the week. It was a very strong performance from him. Lots of guys with lots of points. But, uh, you know, you were number two for a reason. You had a good, you had some really strong performances as well, led by none other than Patrick Laine, who I don't know if Ooh. we've talked about positively all season. But um, he's he's really come around the last couple of weeks. And in four games played, he had five goals, three assists, four power play points, 13 shots, two hits, oh, sorry, two face-off wins, six hits, and two blocks. And Andrei Svechnikov, just slightly behind that, with four goals and two assists, three power play points, 19 shots in four games played, along with 11 hits and three blocks. And Dreisaitl, maybe a little bit down by his standards, especially in considering it was five games played, but still had two goals, two assists, minus two, two power play points, 19 shots, 47 face-off wins, three hits in a block. So um, maybe if Dreisaitl has a classic Dreisaitl week in five games played, this matchup is a bit closer, but um, still a strong week from those three. Yeah, it's nice to see them doing well. I'll have a note on line A's on our week 17, but looking at the Poor players for Matt T. Uh, it was very hard to find any. Uh, so I went with Mr. Nick Nick Suzuki, who I think in 
at least four games, uh, just had the one point, was minus five, one power play point, 11 shots on goal. Did have the 50 face-off wins, which was huge, but uh, not that manager Matt needed it as he won that by 61. Um, <laughs> yeah, So, but other than that, everybody was uh, doing doing their job. So it was a good week again for manager Matt T. Yep, and you had just a couple people slip up. We'll start with uh, Jeff Carter, which is you know extra painful when you talk about Gensel and Rust doing so well for the Penguins. But Carter in four games played, just had the one goal, plus one, 14 shots, 36 face-off wins, nine hits, four blocks. And Eric Haula, I think it's Haula, with four games played, uh, just the one assist, um, eight shots, 23 face-off wins, eight hits, and three blocks. And you didn't. You had good goalie stats, but you only had three goalie starts uh, over what was a long week. So maybe that was just um, uh, tough. Uh, you know, starting goalies like you don't necessarily have the starting goalies for each team, so you got to kind of rely on when coaches put them in. But um, Matt T, in contrast, had eleven starts, which was <laughs> I think far and away the most in the league. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely the goalies. Uh, any any week I split the goalie cats, I'm I'm decently happy. But uh, yeah, it would be nice to have a little more buffer zone on the starts. Uh, MVP, I went with Matthews. You have anybody else? Nope, he was very deserving this week. Yeah, he was. All right, so we'll hop ahead to our next matchup here. Uh, this was manager Neil versus manager Jags, and I was fairly close. Six four win for manager Jags here. Uh, they swapped shots on goal and hits on Sunday, and uh, they tied game started and wins. So this one could have gone uh, anyway. And there's you know hits was only one by four. Although I guess that was Neil's side, but uh, a lot of close categories for sure. And looking at uh, prize banana, Neil was six at five five and one, and Jags came in at number three at nine two and zero. So it was a big win for Jags in that playoff race. Yeah, that is a, and he was at that point, I guess it put him to eight, seven and one, um, I believe and into sixth, but, uh, or continued to stay in sixth, but well, we'll look at Neil's team and his strong players for that week was a start with Sam Reinhardt in only two games played. He had four goals, one assist plus five, um, eight shots, eight faceoff wins. Uh, Nico Hishir as well. He had six games played, which I almost think I counted that wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah, the um, Devils had had a bunch of games. They had a ton, um, and five goals, one assist, minus five, so that, not so great. But and only one power play point. So, oh my goodness, think of how many goals he had scored against him. Um, he had six <laughs> points and only one power play point. Still ended up minus five. Sixteen shots, fifty-three faceoff wins, and John Carlson as well. <laughs> sometimes forgotten he hasn't he hasn't had quite the prolific season like he has in the past but five games played he had four assists two power play points and 14 shots and eight blocks and uh strong performance for jakes we talked about uh, his wingers Sidney crosby had another great week uh one goal five assists plus two with three power play points 49 face-off wins 20 shots and a couple hits and blocks to go and uh, the Flames in general had another strong week for Jags. Uh, Mandrapani really bounced back with five goals, two assists, uh, plus six, one power play point, and 12 shots on goal. Uh, so it's great to see him scoring goals again as he went dry there for a bit. 
and uh, you know, Lundell had five assists. Severson had six uh, in in that big week for the Devils, so no shortage of points for him. And uh, Merzlikens had a pretty decent week for him with two games started, two wins, uh, two goals against, and a nine thirty one save. Yeah, I'm looking at Neil's weak players. Uh, we'll start with Alex Goligoski. Three games played, no points, plus four, three shots, six hits, and five blocks. Um, so not terrible, but no points really hurts. Um, Charlie Coyle as well, four games played, one assist, minus two, nine shots, 35 faceoff wins, six hits, and a block. And Ilya Sorokin. Um, four, it's not terrible. Uh, like Neil's team was very kind of balanced and um somewhat even like not uh, no one really fell off too hard but Sorokin four games started only two wins a 3.02 goals against and a 907 which as I say that is really not too bad but comparatively <laughs> not that great. and uh poor performers for manager Jags uh the ones that really stuck out here were Shea Theodore uh, I think in uh, multiple games here, he just had the one assist, plus one, three shots on goal, and three blocks. And uh, I had another one here, Vanasek. Uh, he got, he did get injured, but I think this was a full game, or until he got pulled. One game started, eight ninety three save and a five. Sorry, eight ninety three goals against and a five hundred <laughs> save. When you're when you're doing eight ninety three, it really does sound like a save percentage over <laughs> goals against. Yeah, he only um, had two shots against and let in one. Okay, so I yeah, think it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was out pretty quick. Should we do? Should we do the math on this one on uh, how many minutes that was? Uh, oh yeah. Um, MVP. Who'd you go with? I went with Crosby. Uh, six points, the forty-nine face-off wins. Um, also led the team in shots on goal, which was really close. So, Sid the kid yeah. turning back the clock. Sid was great. I was uh, debating maybe Elvis over him, but uh, no, both were very, very worthy. All right. Yeah, and so with that, we will go to the next matchup, which was our uh, league leader, and he has been for a while, DJ Zabanajad versus Stammer Time. So that's Brendan versus Ryan. And Brendan continues to roll. This was um, an 8-3 victory for him, despite 16 less games played than Ryan, which is kind of crazy. Um, it was a pretty close matchup. It came down to goaltending like so many of them do. Brendan was fourth in the prize banana at 7-3-1, and one, and Ryan was eighth at 4-7. and seven. So that is crazy to have 16 games less and still win and also be fourth in the prize banana. Very impressive. Yeah, yeah it's a strong team for sure. Uh, looking at strong players on the other side, though, of stammer time, uh, we will start off with Mason Marshman. Uh who had two goals, four assists, plus five, eight shots on goal. So another strong week for him. And Mitch Marner with five goals, five assists, plus nine, 29 shots on goal, three hits and a block. Uh, you know, the top guys of the Leafs are firing at the moment, and he's definitely another guy who's heating up has been Pasternak for him. He got a four goals, one assist with 17 shots on goal. Um, so the, those guys have been uh, paying dividends for him. Yeah, and then Pasternak after after those four point or five points had no points for four games, so he's been a little <laughs> he's been up and down this season. But um, we'll look at Brendan's uh, strong players, and there's been a trend here for a chunk of the season. It's Brendan really lives and dies by the Flames, and right now he is uh, 
living on cloud nine, as they say, Gaudreau and Elias Lindholm, each playing five games combined for 12 points plus 13, uh, 30 shots on goal, 47 faceoff wins, five hits and seven blocks. Those last three were all just Lindholm. We all know Gaudreau doesn't do any of those, but still very impressive. And Jakob Markstrom with another incredible week. Um, with five games started, four wins, a 1.93 goals against, and a 9.39 save percentage. And the Flames are just on a tear. Markstrom's won seven in a row, so um, that's probably a bit of a foreshadow into the strong players of Brendan's team next week. Uh, for sure. Yeah, that will continue. Uh, Ryan's poor players. Uh, we'll start off with Mr. Goshapir in... Uh... <laughs> in arizona going pointless and minus six uh, with six shots on goal four hits and eight blocks as well as wenberg and monahan um you know they combined with one assist uh that did come through with a combined 55 face-off wins but uh, uh you know it's it's tough to keep pure face-off guys like that on on the lineup i mean i'm doing it to a worse degree but uh we'll see if that changes <laughs> Um, yeah, and that's what, who really stuck out on uh, manager Ryan's side. Yeah, it's it's crazy how far Monaghan has fallen. Like he used to be, it was like him and Gaudreau riding together, and now he's like not even involved. The Flames have won like 10 in a row, and he's got like three points or something. So anyways, weak players for manager Brendan, and we'll start with Kevin Shattenkirk. It was tough. Brendan had such a, had a really good week, and he didn't have as many games played as we talked about earlier, so it was hard to pick people who really underperformed, but uh, went with a couple of ducks. So Shattenkirk and Getzlav each had two games played. Shattenkirk had no points, minus two, one shot, one hit, and six blocks. And Getzlav with no points, minus three, three shots, 11 faceoff wins, two hits and three blocks and Jonathan quick um, didn't have a, he, he did get, he did win his only start, but a 3.0 goals against and an 880 save percentage. Again, not as bad as some other goalie performances, like I'm <laughs> sure we'll get to, but um, in contrast to Brendan's other goalies, uh, definitely weaker performer on the week. All right. Uh, yeah, in contrast to what I'm going to say my MVP of the matchup was with this Markstrom, did you go anywhere else? Nope. It was clear cut yeah. in my opinion. I agree. So we'll hop over to our next matchup. Yours truly, the real Slim Brady. Uh, coming off a hot Super Bowl halftime performance, manager Matt taking on manager Mitch of the Raffy Rockets and winning 10-2. Uh, you did have a 13-game start advantage here, and that showed up uh, in the peripherals minus a great face-off week for manager Mitch. Uh, in terms of prize banana, you came 5th at 7-4-0, and zero, and Mitch was 10th at 2-8-1. and one. Yeah, man, what a halftime show. Was, <laughs> it was so much fun to watch. It was. Just, uh, yeah, the, the whatever the whole thing circulating online was now that we're finally at the age where the halftime shows are for us and... Uh, we're we're no longer young. Yeah, I mean, I I can uh, I guess so, but like thinking about some of the performers in the last few years, I think they've all been kind of in our yeah, wheelhouse in terms of age of performers. Weaker though, but yeah, that, this one yeah. was awesome. Oh, it was incredible! It was the it was like the first real. I I, I don't know if I've ever seen a hip hop halftime show, but anyways, it was awesome. Go check it out if you haven't seen it. That would be. <laughs> 
a real shame if you haven't. But um, we'll look at, we'll continue with the matchup here and we'll look at Mitch's team, the strong performers. And Jordan Stahl had a good week against his former boss. Um, four games played, he had one goal, two assists, plus five. But uh, nine shots, 48 faceoff wins, and 15 hits in four games played. Braden Point as well had a good week, four four points, two goals, two assists, 12 shots, 26 faceoff wins, three hits and a block in three games played. And Jeremy Swayman, who has really come on recently um, for the Bruins, two games started, he had one win, a 1.5, two goals against, and a 944 save percentage, and will form a nice tandem with the newly acquired Shesterkin for uh, manager Mitch. Indeed. And yes, goalie cats in this one were extremely close coming down uh, to the Saturday matchups where uh, manager Mitch threw up some great last minute pushes for goals against and save percentage, but uh, fell. So he lost 2.67 to 2.68 and a 917 to a 914. So uh, this one was a hot one. You got to relax on Sunday. I bet that was nice. Uh, but your strong performers, Dylan Larkin, coming in with two goals, six assists, uh, plus four, two power play points, 10 shots on goal, 29 faceoff wins. And uh, our boy, our yeah, boy. Mr. Brady Kachuk <laughs> coming in big, three goals, four assists, uh, plus one, 26 shots on goal, 21 faceoff wins, a third of two hits, and three blocks. Uh, that's uh, got to bring a smile to your face as it does to Mike. Oh, you want to trade? You want, you want to trade? Uh, I can't. I really, <sighs> I, I, I would love to, but uh, I could make it worth your while. I'm not sure. I should have done this sure when he was, could. when he was struggling, but uh, I, I still, no, but Brady, I, I've seen, I've seen the face I know, of I know. God we, we, with we, we, Brady Kachuk <laughs> last season. Like I know what he's capable of. <laughs> oh my goodness. I couldn't believe it. That, it. Honestly, it threw off my draft by him dropping so close to me in, <laughs> in the second. I was like, I didn't think of anything else. Like, I didn't even realize Huberto had slipped and all that. I was just like, oh my God, Brady, come to me. Um, and so, anyways, back to your team here. Uh, Thatcher Demko <laughs> uh, had a great uh, goalie week for you with three games start, two wins, a 217, and a 939. Yeah, I couldn't focus myself after taking Kucherov <laughs> in the first round because I was, We've talked about this. I was debating between him and Kachuk at what was I five overall, and I you know took Kucherov. I thought that was the safer play, and I was like, I just saw him keep falling to me, and I was like, "There's no way, there's no way." But um, he's been a, not disappointing. Um, he still had a good good season, but not quite as explosive as um, I think maybe I was expecting. You know. I was probably hoping for 10 shots, 10 hits, like with the captaincy and just like with Batherson and um, who's the center, Norris. Norris, just tearing it up. But anyways, um, we're, we man, we can really just have a Brady fanboy club. All, <laughs> we should have a separate <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, but weak players for manager Mitch. Um, talk about Ryan Hartman who in three games played had no points plus two five shots 14 face-off wins and one hit and block each evan rodriguez as well did not show up for his former manager i he had like a good two weeks and then hasn't done anything since then since like malkin <laughs> came back and rust i think so um but four games played one assist plus one seven shots four face-off wins and three hits and lance stevenson who has since been 
traded, which we'll talk about later, but no points, minus two, two shots, hits, and blocks, and 15 face-off wins. And on your side, uh, somebody that normally is a shooting star, Joe Pavelski, was pointless in, I believe, four games here. Uh, minus one, 14 shots with 26 face-off wins and four hits and nine blocks, so still had some good perifs, but uh, do you want to see him putting up the points? But it was the Gibson and Hart tandem that almost sunk you here, uh, combining <laughs> for, <laughs> uh, what was it here, five games started, uh, just the one win with a roughly three goals against and an 895 save percentage. So, um, And on Sunday, they I, I imagine on Saturday, they gave, they gave you a bit of a fright. Yeah, I don't remember. How did they do on Saturday? I, I've been caught up in such a goalie. Just absolutely Saturday, a Saturday, Demko did great, but Carter Hart yeah. got lit up. And uh, yeah, Swayman had the shutout and Saros. Yeah, it was it was close for sure. Yeah, and that was risky for me starting Demko against the Leafs because he could have easily... The Leafs have been on offensive fire and Demko was... Demko stopped like 45 shots in that game. Or, oh, 51. He stopped 51 in that game, so... He really uh, yeah, stood on big. his head, and yeah, so that was a, a good win, and that was the last time I have seen good goalie performances uh, in a <laughs> while. But we will talk about that in next week's matchup. Uh, did you? Who'd you go with MVP? I had to go with Kachuk. What a week! He did have a great week. I had to go with Demko. Um, uh, I hear ya. I hit the goal. I won all four goalie cats and with how close I didn't stand a chance without Demko and goals against or save percentage. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, Kachuk, I can definitely see that. So with that, we will go into the next matchup, which is manager Michael versus manager Jeff. And these are the two trade partners going head to head. Um, so Michael with a convincing win over Jeff, uh, in a battle of who could have had the worst goalies. That's what it seemed to be. Um, <laughs> Michael was nine to two, nine to two and did, he did sport a 12 game advantage. So that surely helped. He won all the peripheral categories and Michael was seventh in the prize banana at five, five and one. And Jeff was 11th at one ten and one. So a tough week for Jeff. And uh, there is there is a, a bright spot here. The other Kachuk had a great, uh, nice big week for manager Jeff, rewarding his new owner with uh, one goal, five assists, plus six, 10 shots on goal, one face-off win, four hits and a block. Uh, but I'm sure you'll talk about his, the other the other trade performers in there. And Shen, Hall, and Anderson all had four points. But uh, besides that, there wasn't any huge guy performances going yeah, and Michael had a had a pretty good week. Was he didn't have anyone really dominate. Um I had McDavid in still this is just like the dry sidle point earlier. Like McDavid had five points, but it was in five games played. That's yeah. Gotta be considered a down week. It's like mediocre at best for him. You know, you're hoping for a point. Oh, and the a half potential game is just yeah, it would be wild. Yeah. Yeah, five five it's, game week. I was psyched. Yeah, so that's a bit disappointing. The I think the Oilers have been They've actually been on a tear. He just hasn't been maybe scoring. Uh, oh, no, that was, I guess that was yeah, the it's more, this past it's more week. Recently, been, yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's what happens when you wait two weeks to do the podcast. <laughs> um, Alex Tuck had a good week as well. Three games played, two goals, three assists, plus four, 16 shots, a face-off win, and five blocks. And Morgan Riley in five games played had four assists, uh, he was minus one, one power play point, 18 shots, eight hits, and four blocks for the Leafs. And uh, 
we talked about the goalies. You talked about them on uh, manager Michael's side. Manager Jeff didn't fare any better uh, with Allmark, Samsonov, and Merzlikens combining for six starts, two wins, a 501 goals against, and an 858 save. So, uh, yeah, this this really was two, two terrible goalie performances. And I... Would I see those numbers in my dreams after my after my goalie performance this past week? But uh, yeah, Michael, his week performers yeah, again. He had a pretty strong week overall. But I went with Petrangelo, three games played, one goal, six shots, three hits, and eleven blocks. And yeah, goalies, um, Mrazek, Campbell, and Flurry combined for eight games started, two wins, twenty five goals against, leading to a three point five eight goals against and eight eighty eight save percentage. So. Um, he pretty much just, it was a volume game here and, uh, Michael managed to win out with a a couple of decent games. Uh, who'd you go with MVP here? I, uh, this was a really tough one. I thought, um, I went with McDavid, but I also said that there could have been no one, (laughs) like there was no one who really, Um, yeah, it was one of the two. Just, just for the, the blocks over the face-off wins but yeah really you're you're not picking between any sterling ones in this one for sure yeah no clear-cut thoroughbred uh took the lead in that one so we'll hop on to our final matchup of the week 16 which was uh, a very close one with manager drew defeating manager danny 7-5 um as Danny's attempt to flip blocks on the Sunday fell short by two uh, for the tie. So he was very close, uh, but this was a, a lower rank in the prize banana here with manager Danny coming dead last at zero, 11 and zero and drew at ninth at two, seven and two. Battle of the bottom feeders in the prize banana a little bit, except they have some really strong um individual performers on each team so we'll start with danny's team uh, mark shifley had a good week four games played he had three goals three assists um and a decent uh stat line as well and kyle connor another uh winnipeg jet four games played he had two goals four assists three power play points 20 shots on goal and jeff skinner who did almost all of his damage in one game, but three games played, he had four goals, two assists, plus five um, and 10 shots, but four goals and one assist came in one game and he hasn't done a ton since then. So that's very Jeff Skinner of him. Yeah, and on Drew's side here uh, in net, Cam Talbot was a brick wall going two games with two wins, a one goals against and a 971 save percentage. So it was a great week. And Clayton Keller keeps firing. I think I said the exact same line last week. Uh, two goals, four assists, minus one, 13 shots, and just one hit and block. But that's kind of what you expect. And Voracek uh, with the line A rolling, so does he, with one goal, four assists. Uh, three of those on the power play, eight shots on goal, two hits, and four blocks for good measure. And Danny's weak players uh, went with Joel Erickson Eck. Uh, three games played, no points for him. Six shots, 14 face-off wins, seven hits, and two blocks. Alex Radulov uh, just continues to be terrible. Three games played, one assist, minus two, four shots, three hits, and four blocks. And he um, man, he really was so good a couple of years ago, but he's, uh, he's really fallen off along with a lot of um, the doubt. Is he on Sagan's line? Do you know? Um, so, uh... I'm not sure. 
anyways sorry i had zoned out who are you talking about no no that's okay <laughs> radulov um, um no, radulov, I, don't, I don't know yes. i don't know if he is um, he definitely doesn't have remember. a big offensive yeah. role in dallas anymore it seems so um but jake odinger as well didn't have a great week uh two games started one win 3.54 and an 889 save percentage so you didn't do the worst you didn't do the bad players yet did you no i did uh, but oh, I was uh, the, what I was lost in thought was Drew had 73 skater games and like so many players that barely did anything. So it was very tough to to try and go through the game started here to to pick out the bad ones. Uh, I landed on Bobrovsky. He was an easy target with a one game started. Once again, he got the win behind that Florida offense, but he allowed four goals and an 889 save. Uh, and then, yeah, you just had a bunch of guys just do enough to look, make it look like they did a, did a good job, but he had so many games played that I'm trying to, trying to figure out who the weak guys were. Yeah, it's tough. There's a lot of guys who put up some points, but were like heavy minuses, like yeah. Ben minus five, Patty Kane minus four, Morrissey minus four, Heiskanen minus four, Toffoli minus four. Jeez Louise. No wonder he was yeah. minus 24 on the week, but um <laughs> MVP, MVP. who'd you go with? I I went with Voracek here. Oh, yeah. He surprised some. I thought that the the three power play points were pretty important, as well as um, the four assists and the four blocks as well for a forward. It's... Yeah, it did. He did win blocks by one, so it did come in. Um, I had to go with Talbot here just because... Uh, well, he won, yeah, he won half the goalie cats for him and got him to that three game started mark. Uh, but yeah, Voracek was very deserving as well. Or well, yeah, Talbot, was deserving. Talbot's a good pick. <laughs> um, all right, so that is week sixteen in the books. Uh, shall we talk some transactions here before we hop into week seventeen? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so we have what did we have? We had we had a, we a talked trade, about the. Uh, we talked about the um, Nelly Spigelia, Nelly Spigelia and Chuck E. Cheese trade, right? Yeah, we talked about that one last week, along with uh, yeah. mine and Ryan's with Terry for Brat. But uh, the yeah, the big one this week was manager Mitch and manager Neil. Uh, Neil giving up Keith Yandel, <laughs> the the man, the lift, myth, the legend, <laughs> and uh, Igor Shesterkin. For uh, and an eleventh rounder for Chandler Stevenson, Swayman, and a fifth rounder. So, um, I know you had some some different thoughts on this than I did. Yeah, I didn't think it was a terrible trade. Uh, I think that getting a getting a fifth rounder is important for Neil because he's not in the playoff picture this year. But I thought that Shesterkin would be one of his keepers. He has been amazing. He's young. Um, I the Rangers I don't think are on the, in the risk of like losing all of their core. So um, I think that they'll probably only get better. So I, I would have kept Shesterkin over his, whoever else he's considering um, aside from Barkoff and Rantanen, but I don't think the trade was terrible. Like Swayman's been really good. I I just don't think, I don't think you keep Swayman um, necessarily. Because then looking at manager Mitch's team here, uh, so we got Makar as an obvious keeper, and then most likely Braden Point. Um, and so and then he, he could be keeping looking at Nurse keeping well. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, and Nurse. So we'll see if Shusterkin bumps one of them out, or 
maybe Neil's thinking he can just pick Shesterkin up with that fifth rounder. We'll have to see. Uh, but always good to see trades, uh, you know, even if uh, it's a, definitely a buyer and a seller, but that's what it's going to be at this time of the year. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's it. So with that, we will get into our first matchup of the week, which was, man, Steel, my heart goes out to you. <laughs> Two uh, tough weeks in a row. Um, and you uh, you lost to manager Brendan here, who's really on a banana tear. Um, and despite the 10 games play advantage that you had, um, you st- still lost 7-3 to three in a matchup that wasn't super close numerically. So Brendan, his team is really the cream of the crop right now. Um, and he tied two in the prize banana at nine, one, and one. And again, it's not like you were had a terrible week. You were still fifth at five, four, and two, but you just keep on coming up against juggernauts, it seems. Yeah, and I had a front row seat to this one, uh, courtesy of Mr. Mr. Cam, Brendan's dad. We went to see the Flames versus Jackets game. And uh, I, I had a feeling that the Flames were going to slaughter them. But I was like, all I want is to see a line A blast. And I did not get that. Instead, he got a hat trick <laughs> the next next fucking game. Oh, um, but yeah, so you know, the first period was pretty close between them. And then, like, oh, man, Andrew Peak just absolutely whipped the puck into the uh, past Elvis for an own goal. <laughs> That Lindholm <laughs> got credit for, <laughs> and then oh, Tyfo- so <laughs> Tyfoli's unreal goal. Uh, we knew that Goudreau got the pass, but of course Lindholm would pass the puck to Goudreau, oh, <laughs> and man. there was like there was like two more goals where the those names just kept popping up, and we were just we were just looking at each other laughing. But uh, no, it was great fun, and it'd be nice to be back at a hockey game after a bit of a break. I'll be excited to finally cheer for a home team again. It's been a while. Uh, in the home barn but enough about that uh looking at brendan's good players uh once again the flames are rolling so is he lindholm with four goals four assists a plus four one power play point 11 shots on goal 21 face-off wins and three hits uh goudreau added another five points and uh, plus four and then uh, kempe and or sorry uh, kemper and markstrom so yeah this I think the game was Tuesday, and he's like, "Oh, I might not get my goalie starts this week." <laughs> okay, they put up four games started, four wins, a one fifty and a nine forty six save percentage, so a uh, pretty great tandem there continuing. But uh, yeah, another strong week for manager Brennan. Yeah, Markstrom has been probably my biggest miss of the draft. Oh, I God. think t- Nick, taking John Nick. Gosh, I think about that all the time. And I took John Gibson over him <laughs> in the same round, um, but uh, I also I didn't I didn't know the Flames. Obviously, n- no one knew the Flames were going to be this good this year. They've been really fantastic. So, um, anyways, we'll look at your strong performers, and you weren't without any you weren't without any strong performers. So, uh, Patrick Laine, like you said, three games played, three goals, three assists, plus four, ten shots, and four hits. Uh, Drysidle again. Um, just echoing, uh, you know, he, another five games played. So 10 games played in two, in two weeks for dry sidling McDavid. And again, only, only five points plus six, 15 shots on goal, 46 faceoff wins, five hits and three blocks. And Anze Kopitar had, had a good week as well. Three games played five assists, plus, uh, two power play points, six shots, 37 faceoff wins and a block. Yeah, uh, happy to see those guys going. I'm going to need them f- f- down the home stretch here. Uh, Brendan 
uh, is has clinched a playoff spot. Uh, he's the first and only one to do so as of now. Uh, perhaps there is some deeper analysis that would reveal otherwise, but that is what I found. And uh, his players that he's hoping can rebound uh, to keep him in that buy spot would be uh, Granlund, Eric Johnson, Shattenkirk, Sorelli, uh, and Strom were all pointless uh, this week. Some of those guys, you know, you're looking for more perifs than points, but uh, still, uh, I think that's two weeks in a row Shattenkirk's done nothing. So uh, we'll see if he keeps him or moves on. Uh, but other than that, a fairly strong week for Brendan. Yeah, I mean, it, sometimes, you know, you can't be overly critical. Uh, it'd be nice yeah. to fix, you know, there's always something to fix. Like you're not, you're never going to have the top uh, like 20 ranked players on your team. But um, Brendan's have, he's got a, a really good team. Everyone's firing pretty well. So, um, but, you know, it'd be a bad manager to be sit back on your laurels and just, wait for it to keep always, going on. You got to keep tweaking and improving. Yeah. Injuries can happen at any time. You know, people can go cold at the wrong times. So we've all seen that, but uh weak performers for your team and going cold, look no further than Sam Bennett. Uh, I know. Three games <sighs> played, no points, minus one. He's not even shooting at three, only three shots in three games, 21 faceoff wins, two hits. Like he was like, you know, Brady Kachuk Ovechkin light the way that he was throwing the body around and shooting the puck earlier and especially towards the tail end of last season. So um, Eric Howla again, we talked about him. I think, I think he's mostly on your team for faceoff wins, but he hasn't been doing that either. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> three games played, no points, minus two, four shots, five faceoff wins, five hits and three blocks. And the goalie troubles um, continue to rear their ugly head. Um, that's all I wrote. Goalie troubles. You had four <laughs> goalies. Uh, you did manage five games started and three wins, uh, two of them coming from Kakinen, but, um, a 3.27 and an 8.93 save percentage, uh, was just never going to be Brandon on this week. No, I wasn't, um, MVP. I went with Lindholm. Did you go elsewhere? I went with, I went with a split between Kemper and Marks from, uh, yeah, they, they kind of carried him to victory on those winning those three goalie cats. Yeah, it was it was just tough to throw down at eight points and his one of his better faceoff performers. But I hear you. Uh, we'll hop on to our second matchup here, facing with yours truly, the real Slim Brady versus uh, Chucky e. Cheese manager Jeff. Um, you were eighth at three five and three in Prize Banana, <laughs> and Jeff was eleventh at one nine and one. So. Uh, you're loving your schedule. <laughs> I'm just chuckling at my goalie categories this week. <laughs> yeah, this this one was locked locked up for you uh, going into Sunday, um, and you're able to flip the hits to get that eight three win. But a brutal goalie week for the victor, uh, with oh, the man. Skater Cats winning him the day. Yep, that's for sure. Um, so whatever, we'll leave everyone in suspense. We'll look at Jeff's team and his strong players. <laughs> Um, and I did have six games played on Jeff, but I think he just had, his team was pretty dry offensively. Um, he had Sebastian Ajo had four points, uh, two on the power play. Um, Matthew Kachuk again had six points. So pretty impressive staying there with, uh, the strong players in Calgary. Um, and Ilya Samsonov, I thought for a minute that, I was going to lose the week because of Ilya Samsonov. 
but I just kept throwing <laughs> goalies at the wall. <laughs> it was like throwing them into a like a wood chipper. But um, Samsonov, yeah, two games started, two wins, a 2.00 goals against, and a 940 save percentage. And on your side, all of these strong performers were out at the crease. Uh, starting off with uh, Mr. Boldy in uh, Minnesota. Um, having a great start here with four goals, two assists, uh, minus one, but did have the three power play points and 12 shots. And Vander Kane being everything you hope for and more. Uh, three goals, two assists, plus two, two power play points, 14 shots, and 13 hits. So, um, you know, him and Tuchuk are forming quite the tandem. Uh, he Speaking of, he he didn't have as great of a week, but uh, still still doing well in the perifs. And Pavelski back into the good graces here with two goals, three assists, uh, plus two, two power play points, 10 shots on goal, and 14 faceoff wins with five blocks and six hits. That was a long stat line. Um, yeah, that's what I had for your strong guys. Yeah, Pavelski, if he's scoring, you have to say every number on his stat line. Just about. <laughs> it's, like he's it, it all, is, he's yeah. doing something. It's really a mouthful. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's been kind of a tough week to – a tough couple of weeks to analyze how well your team's doing, like where they are, like, um, cause you have people who like, I was thinking about, I was like, man, where's Kucherov? And then I was like, he's played like two games in the last or like three games in the last like month. It seems <laughs> like three games since February 1st. So it's just, it's, you know, we need to get back into the regular flow to be able to see how everyone's doing. But, um, we'll look at weak players for manager Jeff and Jordan Greenway, um, has, I don't know if he was ever really that good, but he's he's pretty terrible right now. Um, four games played, no points, minus three, five shots, 12 hits. Um, Charlie McAvoy as well. I think the Bruins, I'm not sure if they're showing signs of age or um, or what, what it is, but no points, three games played, three shots, five hits, and three blocks. Maybe it's just Brad Marchand coming completely unglued at like every instance nowadays, it seems. But uh, yeah, those were uh, Jeff's bad players. He had some other people do decently, but um, couldn't consider them bad this week. And for you, while you did have some underperforming skaters, uh, the only people I want to talk about are in the net. Demko, Hart, and Gibson uh, coming in with a whopping six starts, a two-win, 590 goals against, and an 815 (laughs) save percentage. So uh, pretty brutal goalie categories. At least you managed to win games started. But 853 was your best performer at one game with Carter Hart. Uh, Both other goalies, Demko and Gibson, were above six goals against. So terrible, terrible week there for you. It was so awful. It was there was one there was one night where I was like I just kept looking and I was like what's gonna happen? You know they're gonna turn it around. No one played. So let me let me go through it here. No one played on Monday. Tuesday we had Carter Hart uh, lose five four with a four point nine six and an eight fifty three. Wednesday I was like okay maybe uh, you know John Gibson's been pretty good, but I know Calgary's been hot, so it was a risk. Um, one game started an 8.55 goals against and an 800 save percentage. Um, Thursday, we rolled into Gibson and Demko combining for like a 5.0 and an 8.40. <laughs> and I just, I was like, what am I? I just keep throwing them at the wall. It was like a, a human, like it was like a meat shield. 
and they, they really weren't working. And then it was capped off by Demko on Saturday, giving up seven goals to the Ducks <laughs> and getting pulled after seven goals it was like, or something like that. Like a 643 save percentage in a 1233. Oh my goodness. It was, Good. I can't believe I won that week. That was one of the worst goalie stats I've ever seen with that many starts. It, it was indeed. Um, but yeah, the schedule uh, being your friend, who'd you go with MVP here? I went with Evander Kane. Um, Same. Yeah, I think he had a pretty good stat line. So did yeah. not think that he would be MVP for me after holding him for as long as no, I did. But he's, yeah, he's really been good in cold for uh, Edmonton. Yeah. It's I, been I wonder off. how high he goes uh, depending on where he's at next year. Um, anyways, uh, you want to take us to our next matchup? Of course. After finish ripping on my goalies i would love to talk about manager drew and manager neil <laughs> it was neil with the 7-4 win over drew um despite trading his best goalie midweek <laughs> which i can't imagine the morale in the locker room after that one <laughs> like, he's a great goalie but now you got yeah just send him yeah. out the door um it was a close matchup as hit and blocks were both within reach and the goalie wins were tied. So it was pretty close. Neil was in fourth in the power prize banana at mm-hmm. eight, two and one, which is pretty impressive for him. Um, and drew was in ninth at two, seven and two. Yeah. Neil's shaping up to try play spoiler down the stretch. Um, and he had Elias Pedersen and Barkov lead in the way with five points each. And uh, we talked about him trading Shesterkin, but it didn't matter as Sorokin and Swayman combined for four wins and four starts and like a two ten goals against and a nine thirty save. So that was on top of Shesterkin's two starts with a one thirty nine save and a nine fifty four save. Or sorry, one thirty nine goals against and nine fifty four save. So unreal goalie week from manager Neil. Yeah, and taking a look at manager Drew's team. And we'll start with Patty Kane, two goals, three assists, plus one, 16 shots on goal. And uh, Drew really didn't have, he only had 25 points on the week. So that is explains why I can't find too many uh, strong performers. <laughs> um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, one goal, three assists, plus four, 18 shots, 22 faceoff wins. And Bobrovsky had a good week in net as well. Three games started, three wins, 2.02, and a 9.12 save percentage. And on Neil's side, we had uh, Palat, Goligoski, Klinberg, Girard, Heischer, and Yandel, who then I had a note that who has now been dropped. But I was like, wait, he was traded. But manager Mitch did drop him and pick up Chikchikren, of all people. They were all all pointless. But uh, yeah, manager Yandel is no longer on a roster. Thank heavens. Except he's still <laughs> on an NHL roster. I, I don't know. Is he still playing? Setting the Ironman streak? Uh, I, guess, I haven't uh, heard anything elsewise. Um, I wonder how many. I wonder how many of my Carter Hart goals are completely his fault. I should. Let's, I should let's, let's pull look up this uh, stat line here because I know. I mean, because he knows Kessel's only like I think twenty games or something behind him. Yeah, looks like he's still playing. Uh, you know, or, or you got little wow, lower teen minutes every night. But, uh, <laughs> Man, he is terrible. Holy smokes, yeah, he is bad. I can't like he um, can't be rostered. He's still thirteen percent rostered. Like overall, that is nuts. Yeah, it's the the Johns of the league keeping him on their on their roster after 
after not doing anything. Um, MVP. Uh, let me quickly go through. Or have you Drew's done Drew's week, week ones? Yeah. Okay. No, I'll take it. Was take such a, a it's such a long tangent. I got lost. It was. Um, <laughs> and we had Berger on with no points and only 13 faceoff wins, which is uh, happened in, of course, one game. So we'll <laughs> <laughs> maybe ignore like, that, that a little like a bit. That does <laughs> sound like a one game stat. But uh, Noah Hannafin, no points and minus two with uh, seven shots to hit five blocks. Tyler Myers, no points. Um, Tori Krug, no points. Colton Sisson, no points. Kempe, no points. Ryan McDonough, no points. Eli Tolman, in no points. And Cam Talbot with two games started, no wins, a 4.7, and an 8.59 save percentage. Now, mm-hmm. MVP, who'd you have? MVP, uh, I ended up, I could have gone with any of them, but uh, I went with trade candidate or trade trade park guy, Shisterkin, who even then threw up like a great stat line for manager Mitch. So uh, he had a hell of a week. Yeah, he really kept his feet in two camps, but um, I went with Barkov, um, five points plus five. Those 38 faceoff wins were pretty important for Neil. So, um, but Very I can true. see, I can definitely see Shesterkin. All right. Uh, we'll head on to our next matchup here where we find the prize banana, uh, with manager Michael winning seven, five against manager Mitch, who, uh, I had the Steel Gibson treatment here with came in coming in second at Prize Banana with a nine one and one. So a uh, tough couple of uh, weeks for the guys up against the PBs. This one was tied up uh, till Sunday with a clear split on scoring cats. Um, sorry, this one was tied up by Sunday. I was trying to read my typing. And uh, yeah, it was a clear spit between scoring cats and peripherals between the two managers. Uh, but manager Michael had the edge in goalie cats, giving him the win. As as it happens so often, but we'll look at Mitch's team um, and the strong performers. Start with Robert Thomas. Uh, four games played, he had two goals, four assists, plus four, one power play point, eleven shots on goal, thirty-one faceoff wins. Uh, Zach Hyman as well has been playing pretty well in Edmonton over the course of the season, but three games played four goals, two assists, four plus, sorry, plus four, one power play point, 15 shots, nine hits, four blocks. And Shesterkin, again, I don't, I we'll probably never name someone who is a strong player on two separate teams in the same week. Again, <laughs> um, one game started one win, a 1.00 goals against and a nine sixty seven save percentage was pretty much the best of uh, Mitch's goalies. Swayman had a good week as well, but did not get the win. Indeed. Um, As befitting of the prize banana, there was a lot of candidates to choose from the strong performer side for manager Michael. Uh, McDavid this time had a much better five-game stat line with three goals, five assists, plus four, just the one power play point, uh, but 25 shots on goal and 44 face-off wins. Kaprizov and Zuccarello keep uh, absolutely rolling. They both had three goals. Uh, Kaprizov five assists with Zuccarello having six. Uh, so Minnesota is, I don't think they're quietly chugging along anymore. They're really uh, making hope. Well, I mean, they made noise last year too, but we'll see if they can uh, actually become a contender. And Ekblad, three goals, three assists, plus six uh, with one power play point, 11 shots on goal. And then Campbell and Fleury, uh, combining for six games started, three wins, a 198, and a 936 save percentage. 
Yeah, man, Ekblad is plus 35. I can't even imagine having that on my team. <laughs> um, weak players for manager Mitch. We'll look at Evan Rodriguez again. Uh, four games played, one goal, minus three. Seven shots, 13 face-offs, and seven hits. Charlie Lindgren, um, really digging at the bottom here, but um, he had no points, minus two, four, five, and six shots, hits, and blocks. And Saros and Reimer, um, his two... Uh, most started goalies, uh, five games started, and they combined for like a 3.7 goals against and an 8.82 save percentage, something like that. So um, kind of sunk him on goalie cats as his other two goalies were pretty good. Yeah, and then I'm looking at uh, bad players for manager Michael, and I don't know if I forgot to or if I couldn't find any because uh, I don't have a name written down, but I guess Felino and Backstrom were pointless, uh, but... And, you know, everybody else, they're either showing up on the score sheet. Matt Barzell did have a weaker uh, stat line, but that does look like it maybe was just one or two games. So uh, the team is rolling, and now he's uh Oh, no, sorry, he was not the one who added Shesterkin. Never mind. Continue. Yeah, that was Mitch who had the Shesterkin. And yeah. MVP, who did you go with? Uh, well, I forgot to mention that Kaprizov and Zuccarello combined for nine power play points, and I'm going to go with Zuccarello in this matchup. Yeah, they had it quite the week. Um, I went with Mike's goalies, a little bit of a cheat because Campbell had the two wins, but Fleury had the better peripherals. But together they uh, were the nails in the coffin to manager Mitch. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, yeah, but uh, Mitch is in the in the battle right now. I do think he is uh, projected to make playoffs, but he's going to have to start winning some games down the stretch. Yeah, I thought... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the playoff picture shakes out. I think, well, Brendan's clinched. It just, Matt, it's just placement. Um, and I don't know. I feel like everything has to go wrong for me to not be in. Um, something like I've, because I'm pretty far up on whoever's in sixth. Anyways, we should do a playoff analysis. Uh, oh, I, um, I, I've got it coming down the pipeline. Don't you worry. Oh, love to see it. Um, <laughs> but we'll go to our next matchup, which was. Another manager fighting for the playoffs in manager Jags versus manager Danny. And this was a big blow to, you know, trying to secure himself a playoff spot as Jags loses eight to four to Danny, who, and Danny falls, Danny improves to 313 and one. So Jags really could have used this one, especially with a five games played advantage. Um, Danny was T5 in the power rankings, though, at five, four, and two, which is pretty low for being T5. I guess it's middle of the pack. That sounds about right. And Jags, yeah, he uh, he left something out there for sure. Uh, he was in tenth at two nine and zero. Yeah, it's uh, interesting that both uh, Danny and Neil uh, occasionally have the ability to pop up high in that prize banana and play some spoiler roles down the stretch. Uh, looking at Danny's good players here, uh, we talk about how he's he's pretty well set for keepers next year, but uh, some other guys maybe. Trying to get in that discussion, Shifley has come on strong with four goals, one assist, uh, one of those on the power play with eight shots and 27 faceoff wins. Uh, Joe Eriksson-Eck had a great week, three, ga- three, three goals, two assists, uh, three power play points with 13 shots and 26 faceoff wins. And uh, Huberto keeps chugging along, had another six assists and was a plus six Um not a lot of else going on there with just the seven shots and wow, eight hits. So I guess, yeah, that's gotta be nice at least. 
and uh, in net Ottinger. Um, fuck, why'd I drop him? Three games started, <laughs> two wins, a .98 goals against, and a 9.72 save percentage. It appears he has taken over the Dallas net, and they are definitely a team that was underperforming through the first half, so we'll see if they're able to keep on bouncing back. It was tough in your case because you can't like you don't have the the goalie like the single star yeah. goalie to be able to wait on Ottinger to come around like you needed yeah. to do spot starts to be able to get wins so um and man did you see just speaking of Danny's team did you see McKinnon slash the ref today no I didn't man I feel like he's <laughs> an incident every like, other week he's like a Jordan Bennington type it was wild <laughs> he like he lost the face off and I guess he was mad because there was some sort of like I don't maybe whoever it was won the face off like illegally and he literally like hacked the ref in the leg on like on the camera. So they're saying and then they say that um intentionally hitting a ref is a minimum twenty game suspension. So yeah. we'll uh but and there's no like there's no way it wasn't intentional. So I'd be curious to see how that shakes out. That should be pretty interesting maybe, to watch. Maybe Kadri was like cursed like the blitz. And his proneness for doing insane, stupid shit is now passed over to McKinnon. Oh, man. I guess, if anything, <laughs> has Colorado claimed clinched a playoff spot? I don't, I don't probably uh, I don't think, has I don't anybody has clinched? at this point. Yeah, I yeah, think we're too far out. But they're, they're, they're definitely, I think, you know, the contender out of the West at the moment. Yeah. So, um, anyways, we'll look at Jags. I have some pretty short notes here on Jags' team. I have <laughs> strong players, and I have no one over three points. So I don't know if there are any strong players. No goalies. His goalie save percentages were 875, 880, and 880. Um, so not a lot going on in Jake's team this week. Definitely. Um, on the weak side for manager Danny, I actually had a, a management note here. It looked like he had not activated Ovechkin and uh, Hughes in time off the IR. and Because I was like, Ovechkin went pointless. But no, he did not. Uh, he just didn't wasn't able to capture those points. So I also threw in Djokovic with the one game started a six fifty save, a goal against, and a seven fifty save. Yeah, and just like all of a sudden, Danny's goalies are like pretty good. If you if Huso's getting all the starts yeah. and Ottinger's taking over the net and go in Dallas, and Djokovic is definitely a starter. Um, so it's crazy how quickly that can turn around. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Jake's team. Weak players, again, no one over three points. So that is where I will leave it. I don't think, not much else to say for that. I'm fast. He had a pretty poor week. Uh, he did get the win, but a sub 900 and a three goals against. Yeah, I just didn't want to list everyone on his team. He, <laughs> he had a couple people. He had a couple, like, he, he, he had, he, I should be fair. He had a number of people who had three points, but it was um, it was an underwhelming stat line to look at in general sure. um, who'd you go mvp uh i went with ottinger um for oh, those yeah it's fair yeah, i went with swept that. The, eric swept the goalie cats so um yeah another another good pick he had a big week um for you but, know maybe danny if he could play spoiler down the stretch that would be that's always fun maybe it'll keep him in the league <laughs> yeah yeah he well he is officially eliminated i think uh obviously if, if somebody is clinched then actually does that how the math works Maybe not, I don't think so. but, not but he is he is officially eliminated uh, on his on his own merits, <laughs> not on Brendan clinching. Uh, yeah. But uh, we'll see if uh, he can reignite the fire. And I mean, he's got a good keeper. You know, looking at you know, be obviously Ovechkin, Huberdeau, and 
there's another top guy, isn't there? McKinnon. McKinnon, of course, exactly. Yep. Uh, so he he's set in terms of that. Uh, so he can do a nice fresh reset and come back as a, a strong team next year. But uh, we'll hop on over to our final matchup of this double week recap. We had uh, coming off, yeah, coming off last week's prize banana, prize banana manager Matt was stash poppy prize banana. That's I like that. I like it. I, I love it. I, I, okay, going forward, prize banana. I love it. Yep. <laughs> he won nine three versus uh, manager Ryan with the tires almost coming off with some disastrous goaltending on Sunday. Uh, but Matt T held on, and I, although I, I'm not entirely sure he would have lost if all of those flipped, but who knows. Um, <laughs> Mike Smith. Matt oh, T boy. dropped to a seventh in the Pirate Prize Banana with a 5-6-0 and record, while manager Ryan was dead last at 0-11. and Yeah, Ryan is having uh, better luck with those Pokemon cards these days. <laughs> um, but man, we'll look at Matt T's team and strong players. I don't know why I didn't pick him up when he was dropped, but Tage Thompson... Um, he's been he's been he's been unreal and he was on the waiver wire buffalo it's just gross Uh, i know but he's not even picking them in like DraftKings. and he's been winning face-offs so it's like i i needed face-offs and he got (laughs) dropped i think because he was injured and then i was like ah he's shit so but anyways (laughs) um now he's good again and this is the way this is the way the world works um so tage thompson with five goals 13 shots and 33 face-off wins uh, Blake Wheeler um, in four games played had a goal and six assists. So that's just what Matt T needs is another person scoring the lights out. Um, and Boone Jenner as well. You must've been happy to see he had a great week, two goals, four assists, plus six, one power play point, six shots, 34 faceoff wins, three hits and three blocks in a very Joe Pavelski like uh, stat line to have to read out. Indeed. Indeed. And uh, looking at the strong performers for manager, Ryan, uh, Pavel Buch- Buchnevich uh, coming in with three goals, four assists, uh, plus five, one power play point, 11 shots on goal. And uh, Mason Marshman uh, continues his strong play of late with three goals, one assist, uh, plus three, and six shots and eight hits. Um, and that was kind of who I, and and Mitch Marner, uh, still, still hot. I think I spoke about him on the other one. One goal, four assists, plus two, uh, one power play point with seven shots on goal. Yeah, Marner and the Leafs have been doing really well, but uh, except tonight, we'll look for are they? Oh, are they losing tonight? I was just gonna say I don't. They know were down. Tonight, they but... were down five zero at the start of the third versus Montreal. Oh, man, that... <laughs> <laughs> that is so tough to hear. Um, <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, still five nothing. Holy yeah. smokes! I wonder who was in that. <laughs> Anyways, um, weak players for Matt T. Uh, Bo Horvat has really not done much recently. Only two games played, but uh, minus one, one shot, 14 faceoff wins, and that's it. Michael Backlund, we talked about him last week. No points in three games played. Uh, nine shots, 27 faceoff wins, three hits in a block. Asa Lindell, Isa Lindell, three games played, no points, minus one. Five shots, two blocks, two hits, and five blocks. And Tristan Yari and Mike Smith um, shared the blame in the crease. Five games started, two wins, roughly 4.0 goals against, and a roughly 867 save percentage. So Hellebuck did his best to keep them afloat, but it, it uh, well, it was enough because Ryan's team was pretty bad too. But 
it wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't great. Uh, Ryan's poor performers started off with uh, Chris Kreider. That's uh, how my boss, he was like, after the Tifoli trade, clearly he was looking at goal stats and he's like, who's this Kreider guy? And I was like, I think you mean Chris Kreider. <laughs> uh, he's like, he's leading the league in goals. And uh, I don't know if that's still the case as uh, this might have been his work worst week of the year. Pointless in three games, minus one with 12 shots, seven faceoff wins, five hits and three blocks. And then Eller, Provorov, Shen, and Larson were all pointless, um, with Shen being really the only one bringing something noticeable in the peripherals. So uh, when those guys aren't doing either, it's a bad sign. Yeah, Shen's been a beast in the peripherals. Like, yeah, well, he's, he's always great. Hits. It was just he just he was a scratch liability until he didn't get recently. the minutes as well. Yeah. yeah, but like eight hits and seven blocks in his last game. That's yeah, he had twelve wow. hits one game. That's crazy. But um, MVP, who did you have here? MVP. This was very difficult to pick, uh, but I had to go with Hellebuck somehow. <laughs> somehow, yeah, I went with Tage Thompson for the goals yeah. and the. The goals, definitely. The goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, both both managers probably uh, looking for some some bounce back here. But uh, so that completes our recap: week sixteen, week seventeen. Uh, not bad, not bad. Uh, should we do a quick look ahead at uh, this week's matchup? Of course, yeah. Of I have course, no idea what's happening, but let's take a peek. Well, we're starting off with the Bonanza Boys Bowl. I forget. Is that what I called it the first time? podcast showdown manager yours truly taking on yours truly nelly spaghetti versus real slim brady um i'm fighting for my playoff life you you are most likely pretty secure here i think um while you haven't clinched i think the the top three guys are are more than likely making playoffs yeah, I was surprised. Again, I was surprised to see that I haven't clinched, but any, we will see. Um, Demko's getting the start against Seattle tonight, so hopefully hopefully that can be helpful for me. Um, Hammond didn't start against the, um, the Leafs, which apparently is a good thing. Um, I th- we don't even need to call it here, do we? Like, we're both going to take ourselves. We're both going to take ourselves. I'm going to emerge victorious as I, I, I need. I think I've, I've calculated... Uh, at a minimum, I need three wins here coming down the stretch with one of them against Jake's. Um, so uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, next up is Manager Neil, uh, currently leading ten one against Manager Michael with Nellie Spigelia. Uh, who are you taking here? Oh, and poor Michael starting Mrazek in net. Um, he's he's been in net for all five goals. That is tough to see. Um, and yeah, and like, and Swayman, you, you wouldn't have thought about this going into today. Swayman with the 5 1 mm-hmm. win over Colorado, having given up only one goal. Very impressive. Um, I will, I'll, I'll take Neil to play spoiler. Why not? I think that if he can get the goalie starts, that would be, um, then he, he, has a, he has a definite chance with how bad Mrazic has started off Michael's goalie week. For sure, manager and manager Neil with a win here would I think keep himself in the playoff race regardless of what happens uh, this week. Um, and I believe with a win here you will clinch as well. Uh, but you're not going to get that win, so sucks for you. Here I come. And Clinching. manager Brendan with DJ Zabanajad coming in uh, versus manager Jeff with the newly I guess uh, you know they're they're not new new but they're new the Chuck E Cheese. 
Um, currently tied 6-6. What are you thinking here? I manager Brennan just had a poor goalie performance then with Kemper. If, uh, if he was in for all yeah, five and, goals. And Hall, Hall and McAvoy had five assists for there um, you go. Wow. Chuck E. Cheese today. Um, pretty impressive. Um, although I wonder, has Jeff not started his team? Um, he's, yeah, he doesn't. Maybe I'm not sure he, but he has like 13 games less played than Brendan. So I just check it. Yeah, it looks like he has a couple of games still to start. But he's pretty heavy on the Thursday Saturday type of uh, slot. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have a hard time betting against Brendan here. He's had such a good season. Uh, I think he keeps it up. Yeah, as in Markstrom pretty much canceled out Kemper, so never mind there. I will also side with manager Brendan here. Um, that won't lock him up the bye, but it will be on the road to do so. Yeah, Markstrom's won seven in a row. That's crazy. Next up, we have manager Gritty versus manager Matt Taylor with Stash Poppy. Um, I'm gonna. I gotta go with manager Matt T here to keep rolling i know he had a down week but he normally is in that top half of the prize banana and uh i don't know matt you know danny's danny can certainly play spoiler but hella buck had a pretty decent game even with the loss so yeah and i think if if mckinnon's mckinnon's probably going to get suspended for the rest yeah. of the week so i think that that almost secures matt's victory and he already had 10 games played on danny so um I, i've been wrong i've been more wrong before but i think it's going to be matt t all right, and uh, into our playoff race here, we've got Manager Jags with Big Cat. Oh, I forgot Fassy. Oh well, <laughs> and <laughs> and Stammer Time. Uh, Manager Ryan. Uh, Ryan is uh, right on the cusp here. Um, he he pr- pretty much have to probably win out, um, but I would love it if he can take the win here against Manager Jags. He'd certainly be doing you a favor, and I think he would. Already... As long as he would, he would leapfrog me if I didn't get the win. So um, he, he's he's right in that mix. That would be quite. Sell- I know Ryan is. Um, he, I think he's a seller right now. He he definitely so is. He's definitely spoken about selling, potentially that Chris Creeder fellow that you've been mentioning. <laughs> um, so, but he and Frederick Anderson, I think, was his other his other sale. Yeah, Anderson but, and Jones. Um, yeah, so um, although who, who would want Jones? I'd barely want Hart. Um, uh, anyways, I will take. Man, this is a tough one. Um, I'll take. I think Jags here. Um, not sure why. Just a yeah, just a yeah, gut yeah. feeling. It's tough to tough to take the guy who's who's been near the the bottom or who was at the bottom last week with Manager Ryan. But uh, I'm gonna send good vibes down to the. Puget Sound, uh, Mancher Ryan, uh, gonna gonna help out his buddy with a win here. Hopefully, I can uh, match it. Which leaves us our final one, Manager Mitch with Rafi Rockets looking to bounce back versus Manager Drew in the Rat Squad. Uh, Drew is a little further out of the playoff picture, but uh, he can still uh, definitely throw a wrench in if he can uh, beat Manager Mitch here. Yeah, very close, 53 and 52 games apiece. Um, be curious to see. I think I'll, I'll probably, I might give this one to Mitch on the Shesterkin basis alone. He's been so good. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe he wants to he wants to perform for his new manager. Um, so I'll, I'll give it to Mitch, but I think it'll be close. I hope it'll be close. It's always fun. 
yeah, I think uh, he'll need or manager Drew will need his or his uh, Boston boys to do well. But Marshawn is currently suspended, I think, at the moment. So I was just looking at that. Um, again, so that, that will be a tough one for him me. to go. I will go with manager Mitch here to try and help secure his playoff spot. All right, so that is our look ahead. Uh, you got any final notes as we uh, shut this one down? I don't think so. I think uh, everyone's fighting for playoffs, so that's always fun. Um, and we'll be curious to see, like, the next few weeks we'll have all the impact in the, in the world on seeding and who makes the playoffs in general. So it's exciting times. It certainly is. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye.